gentlemen, start your engines. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the broadcast. Good to have you with us. I'm just checking all of our streams. Everything is working great. I did plan on being here live last week, and I know I said I would have been here. I, I was going to be here. And I might have let a lot of people down because I know everybody's on replay right now, a lot of the big shows. And uh, for some people, this is their only connection. I mean, there's a lot of people that are shut in, a lot of people that live lonely lives. And uh, it was just one of those things. I just overdid it last weekend with my running around and doing things. And I was just completely void of any energy to come to the microphone last Sunday, even though I had planned on doing that. But I am with you tonight. Great to be here. Of course, we are live on Sunday nights, 9 o'clock Eastern. The website is christianmoney.com. And tonight, again, no guest, and we're going to go back to the guest segments starting next week. I don't have the guest confirmed, so I can't announce it, uh, but we're working on a big guest for next week. Hopefully that will work out, and uh, it'll be guests for the rest of the year. Our normal format, if you're new, is I typically take the first 30 minutes I do news and commentary, and then we shift gears from news and commentary uh, over into a guest segment. And we have some of the most interesting guests that you'll ever hear on these shows. And we are different because we have no commercials, and that means that we give these guests 30 to 45 minutes uninterrupted, except for my dumb questions, uh, to be able to share what they want to share. And that's kind of unique anymore, the long-form interview without interruption. All right, uh, excited to be here. And even though we have only been doing these single episodes now, I think for five or six weeks we've been doing just the single episodes without the guests. Uh, believe it or not, I just got word uh, a couple of weeks ago that we are now ranked in the top 2.5% of all podcasts in the world. And I just checked our stats uh, before the show because I was thinking to myself, oh, our stats are probably in the toilet because I've only been doing one episode last week. I didn't do anything. It was just, you know, I didn't even put up a replay uh, for the sometimes what I'll do on iTunes and some of our platforms is I'll take out a best of and I'll put up a new episode to keep the download numbers up. I didn't even do that. And uh, we we've had single day records just in the last week. So. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I just think more people are finding out about the show and they're saying, listen to this guy, Jim Paris, because you just never know what he might get into, what he might talk about. Tonight's going to be one of those nights. Now, if you're wondering what this shirt is, I'm going to, if you're watching on the video, I'm going to kind of sit up straight. So this shirt says Michael Kors. Now, I got this shirt for my sister for Christmas, and I'm sort of a minimalist anymore when it comes to clothing because I live near the beach. Most people that know me know I wear a black T-shirt. That's sort of my signature. <laughs> One of my neighbors calls me Johnny Cash. It's the man in black, Johnny Cash. That's what he says when he sees me because I always have a black T-shirt on. 
Uh, and he'll, he'll even say, don't you think today's a day for a lighter color as hot as it is out? Uh, but I always have the black t-shirt. So, uh, now that I've been losing weight and, uh, I just went to Ross, which is a great place to go and load up on stuff. Well, my sister told me about this. She got this sweater for me from Ross. So she told me to go to Ross if I like this and I'd find more Michael Kors stuff for men. I struck out though. I found nothing, but I did come back with a big bag of, of, of just really cool t-shirts because now I've moved down from a size extra large to just large. So, <laughs> uh, that may not be exciting to you. If you're a medium, the guys bragging about or excited about being large, but when you've been an extra large for 20 years and then you drop down to large, that's a big deal. And so I'm wearing uh, large t-shirts now, not extra large. And my extra large, I was still wearing those and I was, they just, I looked terrible. Even though I had lost all this weight, I looked like I was too poor to buy the right size of shirt. And then for the longest time, I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, you know, getting the smaller pants either because I've lost five inches in my waist. So I, I didn't get the smaller pants and my pants were literally folding over in the front. Uh, and I was kidding about, you know, looking like, uh, like Urkel, <laughs> that, that TV character, uh, because I was pulling my pants way up. I was full where they were folding over in the front because four size forties. Can you imagine if you're really a 34 inch waist, which is almost where I am right now. So I got a 36 inch, a 36 inch, um, set of Levi's and now those are too loose. I can still wear them. I mean, they're not terrible, but they're in the wardrobe, but they're not my first go-to. So my first go-to now is a 35 inch waist. Now I'm mentioning all this to you because you know that on October 17th, I started a program. I, I went on a program. I got a coach who put me on a program. And right now I've lost about 25 pounds since October 17th. And the truth is even, even in the last couple of weeks, kind of cheating here and there and that, this and that, I mean, I'm still down. I mean, all that weight and I'm going to be losing a lot more weight. I've got to lose. I, my goal is to lose 40 more pounds. So that's my goal. And so I got so in, excited about this weight loss for myself. And a lot of people at my church are, are, are looking, are get, getting the same advice on the same program. And a lot of people are losing, I mean, life-changing transformative amounts of weight. So I got so excited about it after I lost all the weight that I went ahead and went through the training to become a certified coach myself. It's something I've always been interested in learning about weight loss, how it works. Cause I've struggled with weight my whole life and everyone in my extended family pretty much is overweight. And I always wanted to learn about this for myself just to be, you know, I want to be a thin person. I want to be a healthy person. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, right? You want to take care of your body. You want to not just live a long life, but you want to live a long, healthy life so you can do the things that you want to do. So I went through the training. I took the test. I'm now a certified uh, coach. So if you'd like to find out more about working with me personally, I'm kind of limiting the number of people I take on at any given time only because this isn't the only thing I do. I got a million other things going on. So I don't want to bring on, you know, 50 clients and then not live up to my promises. So I, I cut it off two weeks ago and then I opened it back up again for five new clients and I just started two people today. So there's three slots open if you want to talk to me. Here's how I do it. We'll do a 10 to 15 minute phone call where I'll give you an assessment of your situation, what I think is possible for you. And there's no cost for that, no obligation. And then I get into how the program works 
and it may or may not be for you. It's not for everybody. Uh, but if you're somebody that is setting that goal for the new year, uh, send me a message. Uh, you could do email Jim at christianmoney.com. Or if you're already a friend at Facebook, you can connect to me uh, through Facebook Messenger. One of the things to be aware of is I don't always see your messages on Facebook Messenger because uh, I get so many of them. So if you don't hear back from me within a day, send me another one on Facebook Messenger or really probably the best option is use the email jim at christianmoney.com. Now we have an official new coffee cup uh, for the show and I'm going to hold it up and there it is. Don't blame me. I voted for Trump. So that is the new official Jim Paris Live coffee mug. Um, I had a really cool coffee mug. I love coffee mugs. It's sort of a little bit of an obsession of mine. When I travel, I'll notice a really nice coffee mug, whether I'm at a restaurant or a coffee shop, and I'll say, hey, can I, can I buy one of those? And they will sell you a lot of a lot of places. You don't even know about it, but they will sell you a coffee mug. I buy a coffee mug. I bought one from Denny's recently. So there's this really cool, really hipster coffee shop near where my son lives in Orlando, which I was spending a lot of time in uh, about a year ago when he was living right near this place. He was like almost right across the street from it. And um, it was called Credo. And they had the coolest coffee mugs. And I was just really uh, dig in this coffee mug. And so I bought it and that has been the official coffee mug of the show. Every week it's that same coffee mug and you might see it from some of the old videos. It's black and it has the credo, uh, logo on it. That's the coffee chain. There's, it's a chain. It's like five locations. I think it's not a big national chain like Starbucks, really cool place though. But now we have upgraded now to the don't blame me. I voted for Trump mug. That will be the the mug going forward until I run into something even better than that. Uh, and, and I'm still, I still have yet to, to wear my let's go Brandon shirt or bring any let's go Brandon stuff onto the show. And the reason why I don't have a problem with it, but a lot of people get upset when I do anything related to let's go Brandon, it's considered uh, very offensive by some people. And so I've kind of stayed away from it. Not too much on my social media, a little bit. There is a picture of me wearing my Let's Go Brandon t-shirt on my Facebook page. I just don't want to, you know, get too out there on the edge and, and alienate too many people. But uh, in any case, so um, the Michael Kors shirt, back to that. So my sister got me this shirt. It's actually a sweater and it's a really cool sweater. And I just liked it. I was like, wow, this is really neat. So I went to the Tanger Outlets and they had a Michael Kors store there. And I thought, oh, they're going to have some cool stuff in there that I'm going to want. So my wife and I went into the Michael Kors store. And I see, I don't follow fashion. I, I'm totally a zero when it comes to fashion. So I go in there and it's like mostly all women's stuff. And then it's like MK on all the person. I'm like, oh, MK, that's those purses you see. That's Michael Kors. Like, is, do I have a woman's sweater? And they're like, no, no, that's uh, there's there's Michael Kors for men. But uh, in any case, I like these uh, sweaters. I think they're really neat, uh, kind of looking sharp and styling it with the Michael Kors uh, sweater tonight. Uh, but I'm not going to pay full price for things like this. So that's kind of the, the, the warning. If it shows up at Ross for six bucks, put it in my bag. But otherwise, not that's not going to happen for me. OK, a couple more things here. Uh, if you are in Central Florida 
or you're, you're planning to be here soon, a couple of things you don't want to miss. And these are two things I thoroughly enjoy every year, which is the, the lights in St. Augustine. They, they have it now branded. It's called Knights of Lights. And it usually starts the weekend right after Thanksgiving. And then it will go almost to the end of January, typically the last weekend of January or maybe the first weekend of February is when they turn all the lights off. So you still have a good month to see these lights. Now, St. Augustine, a lot of people know about that. The lights are kind of famous worldwide. But a second place that many people don't know about that I really love almost, I'll be honest with you, it's kind of eking out a little bit past St. Augustine right now as far as lights go. And it's Mount Dora, Florida, which is a small community just west of Orlando, a little community that I absolutely love. There are boat rides, there are shops, there's restaurants, all kinds of cool stuff there and a lot of history as well. And there's a really neat uh, historical hotel there called the Lakeside Inn, which I've stayed in many times. It's on the National Historical uh, Register. It's a really neat uh, old hotel. You don't have to stay there to walk in there and look around and uh, get some of the history on it. But in any case, Mount Dora has really, really beautiful Christmas lights. Not as many as St. Augustine. I will give St. Augustine that. Bald count goes to St. Augustine. But as far as just classy, tasteful, small town charm, I got to give it to Mount Dora. And one of the things about St. Augustine, because it has become so popular, is that it's crowded. You feel like you're at Disney. And now with the COVID spiking and the masks coming back out again, people are getting weird about getting too close to them. And it's like, what are you going to do? You know, you're walking down the sidewalk and you, you're like in a crowd of people. And but yet people don't want you to be close to them. I mean, what are you supposed to do? Levitate, <laughs> Le levitate above the crowd. I mean, you you go to a place like that. You're going to be arm to arm with people. That's just how it is. So people act all offended if you bump into them or get too close. But you're just in that kind of an environment in a sea of people, literally, if you go to St. Augustine. Now, if you're smart, you go on a weeknight, uh, maybe try to go a little early so it's still light out. You can get a good parking spot. And then, you know, as soon as it gets dark, you get to maybe walk around for an hour and see the lights, get some hot chocolate, maybe a little bit of dinner and then hit the road early. That's a good plan because the even the parking garage they have there fills up. But um, outdoor, no, no, no real problems finding parking. And plenty of space there. And my favorite thing about it, you'll see this on my Facebook page. I've never seen this anywhere. It's very Disney-ish. They have this giant Christmas tree that is all computerized and all just, it plays all these different songs. And as it does, it's like, it, it turns into a light show, the entire tree. And that's really cool just in and of itself. But then there's, I love the color blue with Christmas lights. I love blue and I love white and they use a lot of blue and a lot of white there in their uh, decoration. So you have like an entire tree. That's all this beautiful, like uh, a dark blue and it's almost purple. It's so dark of a blue. I love that color. I did that color in my, in my lights in my front yard this year. Uh, so it's a very tastefully done uh, light display and uh, you'll see a lot of interesting things in Mount Dora. There's a bagpipe uh, guy, a uh, bagpiper that will will play uh, many times in one of the parks. Uh, there was a, a live uh, kind of like a, a, a high school band that was playing the other night when we were there. Uh, just a lot of interesting people there, a lot of interesting things to see, a lot of 
very unique shops. You know, there's like one shop that's all spices from around the world and uh, all kinds of handmade crafts and artwork and just a lot of fun things to see and do. Mount Dora, do not miss it. And also make sure you see St. Nick's Christmas Shop, which is really famous all over this area. People go to this Christmas shop and it's open year round. But of course, this time of year has got they've got the most stuff up to look at. And even if you don't buy anything and the stuff is super expensive, like I was looking at this set of Christmas carolers. They had the, you know, the legit, uh, you know, uh, Christmas carolers, the Dickens Christmas carolers. So I, I asked the guy, you know, so, you know, how much are these? And, and it, he, it was like ninety dollars. And I was like, oh, well, I'll take them. And he says oh, ninety dollars each each caroler. So <laughs> it would have been, I don't know, like 500 bucks for the whole. No. Okay. Sorry. Uh, I was confused. Uh, I'm just a trashy guy from Palm coast. I can't afford anything in here, but you have a really nice place. So that's kind of how, you know, it went uh, typically for me. I, I just like to walk through the place. I don't buy anything because I'm, I, I can't bring myself to spend that much money on something like that. I mean, one thing I thought was really cool. They had this giant, like a, a big sled and it had like an elf on this sled. And I was like, Oh, that looks really neat. That would be like a neat thing you could have up at Christmas and pass down in your family. Just a really neat, unique looking thing. And like the elf by itself was like 200 bucks and it didn't include the sled. So don't go in there expecting to buy anything unless you, you have some big bucks, but uh St. Nick's Christmas shop in Mount Dora is a lot of fun. Okay. So, I want to talk tonight uh, about stress and stress relief, and I want to talk about a lot of different strategies that I use, and I want to start out by getting into what's probably the most controversial thing about this talk tonight that I'm going to give, which is meditation. So there's a lot of Christians, especially old school Christians, that would the minute you, you say meditation, they just shut down. They think you're talking about Hare Krishna. They think you're talking about Buddhism. They're, they're thinking this is some sort of a Far East chanting type of a thing. No, uh, let's not give that. Let's not give something that is mentioned multiple times in scripture and is a wonderful practice. Let's not give that away just because some other uh, religious systems outside of Christianity also use meditation. I think meditation is a wonderful tool. And there's a couple of things I want to say about meditation. Um, but, but let me first, I want to talk about Christians and tradition and a lot of the things that we throw out and say, Oh, we, we don't, we don't do this. It's tradition. It's not biblical. I remember when I went to Bible college in 1983, I had to sign a document and it was stupid stuff. Uh, uh, okay. They want you to abstain from alcohol. Okay. That's fair. Um, you're going into ministry school. You probably shouldn't be drinking alcohol that that's fair, but there was other weird things in there about like no going to bowling alleys, no going to movies. I had heard at one time in the not uh, too distant past from when I started there in 1983, that there was a prohibition against swimming in a swimming pool with members of the opposite sex. So you couldn't go to any public swimming pool. I don't think that was in the student contract when I went there, but there's a lot of things that we do like that. And the other thing too, I was talking to my wife about this, the whole idea of, of the church today and what we call church is really not a biblical 
church. Uh, I mean, if you go to the book of Acts, and I just took a college class in this, and I studied this very, very carefully, and I had a very uh, sharp PhD uh, professor uh, who, uh, doctorate of divinity, I should say, and we went into this deep dive uh, Bible study, uh, the book of Luke and Acts, and went through all this. And what people practice today as church is not the biblical church. Uh, this idea of that you have a band up on a stage and everybody sits in an audience and then somebody comes up at a lectern and speaks and then, then you go home. That That's something we've come up with. It's not That is not the biblical church. Gathering together, yes, absolutely. But th- that I would I would say that the small group model, which my church has, a lot of church have have that, is really more of a New Testament model of a church is a small group, not what you see on Sundays. And one of the things I really don't like about Sunday church is, uh, and I've this is happening at more and more churches. It happened the other night. I was at a church. They turn the audience in, they, they turn the lights off. So the audience is in the dark and then they turn on these big spotlights on the stage and you have musicians that are really great musicians. I will give them that and singers uh, and drummers and guitar players, but it's like a show you're watching. It's not corporate worship. And I'm sorry if I'm upsetting anybody out there. I'm not saying don't go to your church. I mean, I go to a church every Sunday and we do the same thing. We sit in the audience. Sometimes we're sitting in the dark and there's a bunch of rock musicians playing music. And then the pastor gets up and does his 15, 20 minute Ted talk. And yeah, I get, I get something out of it. I get, I get some, uh, you know, I, I get some sustenance for the week. I, I get some wisdom from scripture. I get some Christian fellowship. I get a chance to worship. I'm not saying there's, there's no benefit in it. I'm just saying that the traditions, there's nowhere you can find in scripture, a, a, a church model, like what we practice in particular here in the United States. It's just not in the Bible. This idea of, of, of a rock band on a stage that's lit by spotlights. And then the congregation is in the darkness and then there's a 15 minute Ted talk. Th- that's not a biblical model. I'm, I'm not saying you can't get anything out of it, but it even gets worse when you get into the, you know, these supersized mega churches where people sit in like they sit in NBA stadiums, like with Joel Osteen and he comes out like a rock star. And then, you know, you talk about, you've got professional musicians performing at a lot of churches that are not even necessarily believers. They're just people that are hired guns to come in. And, you know, I'm, I'm a hired gun when it comes to playing. I for years have been paid a lot of money by a lot of churches, even, uh, you know, celebrities to come and play at their weddings at, at different churches. And I've done it because I get paid a lot of money to do it. I'm not really, uh, making myself available to play trumpet at any weddings right now, but, but I've played a ton of weddings, a ton of Easter's, a ton of Christmases, Christmas Eve services, and made thousands of dollars doing that. So I'm not being a hypocrite and telling you that I'm the guy in the stage sometimes, <laughs> but I will tell you that, uh, getting back to my point that these ideas that we have, that we just say, okay, so meditation is bad. So we can't do meditation. So let me tell you the two forms of meditation that I practice. So, um, I was taking a class. This was about a year ago, uh, at a Christian college. And 
it was totally Christian based class, uh, psychology class. And there was a section in on meditation. And my first thought was, Oh, I wonder how they're going to address this because it's a Christian university. And how are they going to address this issue? Are they just going to say, Oh, well, this is what meditation is, but we don't do that. No. And our, my professor, uh, uh, is a, a licensed counselor and she is a big believer in meditation. And so we talked about it. We had like this big uh, discussion group about Christians and meditation. And there's just no biblical mandate to not meditate. In fact, there's meditation is mentioned all throughout scripture. So, you know, what do we do with meditation uh, as a Christian? So I'll tell you the two things I do with meditation. One is be still and know that I am God, right? You know, the verse Um, that to me is a great way of meditation, which is just to, um, say to God, I'm here, I'm listening. Do you have anything to say to me? I think that's an incredible form of meditation is just being still, just being still and listening to God. I think that's one of the best forms of meditation. The second form of meditation is what I call being in the moment. And this form of meditation is, is a little bit foreign as an idea to most people, even those that have studied meditation. It's the idea is this. You cannot do anything about your past. It's happened. There's nothing you can do. You can't go back in time and change the past. You also cannot go into the future and adjust what's going to happen in the future. The only thing you really have a choice about is the moment you're in. So right now I'm doing a live broadcast and I'm in this moment of the live broadcast. Now I could be thinking about two of my favorite shows that just had new episodes that dropped today that I'm going to be watching after the show, but I'm not going to do that. Well, I guess I just did do that. Uh, but just in the moment. So I'm in my car and I'm feeling stressed out about something. I'm thinking about something bad from the past or I'm thinking about something from the future that I'm worried about. Like, is this thing going to happen or not in the future? And then I say to myself, be in the moment, just be in the moment. And then I just say to myself, I'm in my car. It's a beautiful day. I'm listening to music and I'm in this moment right now. And that's being in the moment meditation. And you could do that anywhere. Just reminding yourself mindfulness. I'm in this moment. And to me, that is a huge stress reliever for me. There's, there's one technique that I learned in this class. It's called, it's called a grounding technique and it sounds stupid, but it really does work. And what you do is you pick out three things and you name them. So I'm here in my studio and I'm going to say, there's a picture of my daughter. Here's a water bottle and here is a financial calculator. So I've pointed out three things and I've named them. And by doing that, I activate a different part of my brain and I get away from that sort of spiral of worrying and stress. It's called a grounding technique. You can name three items, four items, five items, three items is typical what they teach you to use. When you're starting to feel stressful, you're starting to feel a little bit out of control in a spiral, name three items. Sounds crazy, and I thought it was crazy when I first learned it until I tried it and it actually worked. So those are two things about meditation. Now, in my own case, the reason why I deal with stress is because I have what's called complex PTSD. And 
a lot of times when I tell people that they ask me, oh, were you in the military? No, I was not. I probably would have been if I didn't lose my eye, my left eye when I was five years old, because I always loved the military and service, uh, police service, fire service. I probably would have been in some military uh, after college. I'm almost positive of that. Uh, if, if I were able to go back and do it again, I probably would have been in ROTC in high school and did something related to that maybe while I was going to college. But in any case, I digress. My PTSD is from in 2001 when I went bankrupt, when it was discovered that my brother embezzled all my money. I went through five years of really just horrible, horrible things going through bankruptcy. My cars were repossessed. My house was foreclosed. Um, I had like, I probably the equivalent of 10 nervous breakdowns, literally emotional breakdowns during that time. Um, and I have PTSD to this day because of that. And so whenever I've been tested, they give you this test and I don't know the name of it, but there's a standardized test and I always score the highest on that test, which means I have the, the worst level of PTSD. So that's why I struggle with stress and I struggle with flashbacks from the past I think I'm in that in that time, that that several year time when I lost all my money. I sometimes go back to that. I have nightmares and night terrors related to that. So that's why for me, meditation is an important tool. You don't have to have something severe like I have to be able to benefit from meditation. And um, one of the um, books that really I found really impactful to me uh, is a book called The Wim Hof Method, and that's W-I-M-H-O-F-F, Wim Hof, Wim Hof Method. You can find that on Amazon. If you have any trouble finding it, uh, go ahead and shoot me an email, and I will uh, you know, search that out for you and give you the link. But Wim Hof is an interesting guy. He holds multiple Guinness records, and the one record that he's most known for is he's been able to actually defy the laws of science for how long he could stay in ice water. Um, he, he literally stays in ice water for hours, and it's considered scientifically impossible for him to keep his body temperature high enough to stay alive for as long as he stays uh, submersed in ice water. It's, it's incredible. He has a number of other records, swimming records. He grew up uh, in the Netherlands uh, in the cold, and he's got a lot in his book about cold exposure therapy, um, which is basically you get in the shower, and the easiest way to practice this, you take your shower, the last minute, you turn it completely on cold for a minute. Now, he believes that that has a ton of healing properties physically and psychologically, and also will boost your immune system. But the book is a really uh, incredible, insightful book that gets into uh, his breathing method, which uh, he's got all these different breathing methods. But the one that I found to be the most helpful for me, this is not a Wim Hof breath method, but, you know, I, the Bible talks a lot about, uh, you know, breath and, you know, we were created from God's breath and breathing, I think, if you're under stress, taking a deep breath is probably one of the best things you could do. But there's something they call square breathing or box breathing. And it's just really simple. So it's basically you're going to think of it as as a box, you know, four sides are to a box. So you're going to breathe in. 
and then you're going to hold it and then you're going to breathe out. So you're going to, you're going to breathe in for the full, you know, two, three seconds, and then you're going to hold it for the two or three seconds. And then you're going to release it for the two or three seconds. Some people are really into like, it has to be in through your nose, out through your mouth. It has to all be in and out through your nose. I don't think that's important. And I don't even think that counting the seconds are important. I think just taking time to breathe, just stop and breathe. I don't think you can do that without relaxing, taking a deep breath. And I I found this with my martial arts students, especially new students, that they would literally, the harder they would exert themselves, the more they would hold their breaths. I had one guy, his first class, he was literally turning purple. Because the further he went, uh, ran down the floor, the faster he ran down the floor, the more of the calisthenics he was doing. He was holding his breath like this every time that he would engage in one of these, you know, super high, high intense activities. He was actually turning purple. And I went up to him and I said, brother, breathe, breathe. And he not only did he tell me that that absolutely changed his martial arts training, you know, that reminder of breathing, which I was on him for months about breathing after I noticed he had that issue. But he said that he did that in his own personal life outside of the dojang, that he would hold his breath, that he'd find himself just sitting at his desk holding his breath or in his truck holding his breath. And that's something I think that is unconscious that a lot of us do. And just reminding yourself to breathe, breathe. And this idea, it sounds crazy. The last minute of your shower is cold. I've done it. It sounds crazy. It'll feel crazy, but you'll get used to it. And you will soon be able to just take a whole shower that's cold without any heat. Your body adapts. I mean, that's the thing that we we live such a soft life. I'm convinced that's why COVID is running rampant and all these other things, because we're soft. We're soft. We are so soft. I mean, most people don't even get outside much. Uh, I mean, it's, it's crazy how what we're doing to ourselves by sitting all day and not doing anything physical and not going outside. And speaking of that, um, so I talked about cold immersion, something this is not win off, but this is Jim Paris, hot baths, or if you have a jacuzzi hot tub. And don't get in the hot bath and be thinking, oh, I'm clean now, so I got to get out. That's what I have a tendency to do. But you, you, you make a nice hot bath. You could sit in there for 20 or 30 minutes before you get all pruney and you could just enjoy that. And you can even close your eyes and relax and be in the moment in, in a hot bath is another great way to relax. Two other things here. And then I want to talk about CBD, which I had a major CBD breakthrough uh, yesterday. And I want to tell you about that before we run out of time. So um, there's another idea here, which is called earthing. And this is another one that sounds crazy to me, but I tried it and it absolutely works. In fact, I forgot about earthing until the other day. I was out in my yard with my shoes off, walking around in the grass, messing around with my dogs and some BB guns that I shoot in my backyard. Don't tell my neighbors (laughs) that I shoot BB guns. Anyway, um, walking around on the earth in your bare feet. There's something that happens. I, I'm not going to tell you. I know we've had guests on here before and they say there's like uh, positive, negative ions and you're, earth, you're touching the earth and the earth is charged. And I, I don't know any of that. All I know 
is when I walk around on the grass with my shoes off or I walk around on the beach with my shoes off, I feel terrific. Maybe that's one of the reasons I love sandals. I, I will put on a, a parka when it gets really cold. I mean, I'll put on a big, heavy winter coat when it's like 30 degrees, but I'll still wear sandals. People will laugh at me. I just don't like the feeling of, of a full shoe on my foot. Now, when I'm on my motorcycle, I wear, you know, the safety boots because you got to do that. But I generally will will wear the, the, the sandals if I can get away with it. Um, but taking off your shoes and walking on the earth, I'm not talking about cement or asphalt. I'm talking about walking around on the earth, on your grass, on in the woods, walking around in your bare feet. Uh, going to the beach, walking around on, on the, the beach in your bare feet. It's called earthing. Now, this next one comes from the Japanese, and it's called forest bathing. Now, it doesn't mean that you go to the forest and you take a bath, although you could do that. Uh, <laughs> you might get in trouble uh, if there's any families around, especially. Uh, but forest bathing is basically just going out and spending time in the forest. In fact, in Japan, doctors will prescribe... That, that is part of your treatment to do a certain number of hours of forest bathing. And almost all of us live near forest areas, protected forest preserves or forest areas. We've got a beautiful place here called Princess Place. And it's literally five minutes from my house. And I should just kick myself that I don't go there every day because it's all trees and there's deer that will come up to you and all kinds of animals. It's just a beautiful place on the water. And you could just see just about every kind of, you know, uh, you know, wildlife while you're there and just a tremendous, beautiful, uh, well-managed uh, facility. It's uh, there's a, a nice road that takes you in there. There's nice, ample parking. There's places to have a picnic. Just a really neat place. It's called Princess Place. It's here in Flagler County. They've got camping. They even have cabins now that you can rent uh, in there to stay overnight. But just go up to a place like that and just walk around. And even if you live where it's cold right now, I know some of you are watching, you're like, forest bathing, you know, it's 10 below zero. Well, you know what? When it warms up a little bit, 20, 30 degrees, you can get out there for 15 or 20 minutes with some snow boots on and a good park and walk around and uh, just enjoy God's nature that he's created for us. So that's called forest bathing. Now, I want to close this out. Okay, CBD, and I talked about CBD, I don't know, two or three years ago on the show, got a lot of people contacting me. There's a lot of misunderstandings about it. It's not marijuana, so let's just say that right now. I do not smoke marijuana. This is not Cheech and Chong live. This is Jim Paris live, um, but I have tried some different things, and so if you go online and you try to buy CBD, most of the time you're not really getting what it is. You're getting some like manufactured. It's not even the real stuff. It's sometimes it's just the hemp oil, which is not CBD. Now I know this because yesterday I met a guy who actually makes it. He actually makes the CBD oil. So he gets the marijuana plant and I don't know the process, but he guaranteed me that the CBD oil that he makes himself 
is it has zero THC, which is the marijuana uh, element. I believe it's just the leaves of the plant. The, the flowers, that is the flowers, the leaves are the marijuana, but the flowers can be processed down into this liquid and you can use this for relaxation or for sleep. So I have to tell you my story. So I got a little bottle of this CBD and I'm not going to give this guy's information out over the show because I don't, I've, I've only used it one day, so I'm not going to promote them or anything like that. Maybe in a week or two after I've used it. So last night was the first time I used it and I've been using this like cheap knockoff stuff from Amazon, which is not, it has not been working. So last night I used one drop. Each bottle that he sold me for 25 bucks has 120 drops in it. I used one drop last night. One. You could have done surgery on me last night. I slept so deeply. I slept so deeply that after about five hours sleep, I had to get up and start working. I was so rested. I could not even stay in bed any longer. Five, five and a half hours. And I'm telling you that I, I agree that a lot of this medical marijuana and legalization of marijuana is a gateway to bad things. But I will also tell you that I think that there is some truth to a lot of the benefits available through the marijuana plant, which is a plant created by God. And I'm not here smoking a joint. I'm not going to go smoke a joint in my backyard after this. I don't use marijuana. I don't use THC. Now, some people do. And if you have a medical situation where you need that and a doctor has prescribed it for you, that's between you and your doctor. I have no problems with that. I do have concerns where you've got the gateway of legalization of marijuana and then you have what's going on in Oregon where they basically legalized, you know, heroin and cocaine and all these, you know, horrible street drugs. You know, I don't even know. I think meth is legal there too. I, I think it's a gateway. It very well could be. But CBD is part of that plant and it doesn't have marijuana in it. And people attribute a lot of different things. They attribute it to stress reduction. They distribute, they attribute to it weight loss. They attribute to it uh, better sleep. All kinds of other benefits I, I have been reading about as well. But you got to make sure you're getting the real thing. And you're not going to probably find that just on Amazon or one of these websites. It's, you're just not going to find it like that. And maybe I'm wrong. And if you've got a source like that where it's like a big website, you can go to click, 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 you buy it. And it's the legit good stuff. And you've had good results from it. Let me know. Um, I... I can tell you that this experience I had last night with one drop of this was really unreal. I, I, you know, and I don't know. I'll report next week and let you know if it continues for the week. But it was just unreal. Um, what I the sleep that I got last night. So I'm hoping that is again going to be again uh, the case tonight because if I could get by on five hours and feel like I felt today, I mean, I was I did ten miles on my bike this morning. I, I, I can't even tell you how much work I got done before 10 a.m. today. I mean, I got done probably two or three days uh, worth of work before 10 a.m. It was incredible, uh, the sleep that I got using this legit. I mean, it's legit because even the bottle that it comes in, it's not like one of those bottles from the store. I mean, it's like this guy has these little bottles and he fills them up with his stuff. And 
Um, probably some of you are going to email me and say, Jim, you don't know what's in that bottle. He might have given you, he might have slipped you a Mickey in there. I don't know. Uh, he, he, he was a young guy, about 30, knew his stuff. I mean, he was talking to me like, like a science professor telling me everything I ever wanted to know about marijuana and how the plant works and how you take the flower and you do this and the leaf and that. And it was very educational. And I gave him 50 bucks and got two bottles of this stuff, which will probably last me a long time. But in any case, uh, CBD is back. Something that uh, I'm, I'm really uh, looking forward to seeing how that works for me. And the weight loss continues. So that's it for tonight. I'm curious your thoughts. Do you think a Christian should meditate? Do you disagree with what I've said tonight? Uh, we're going to address some of those comments next week. So feel free to send an email, jim at christianmoney.com, uh, if you agree or disagree. And also about the church. I mean, do you disagree that how we do church today, which my, my college professor, he called this the Jesus show that we're putting on on Sundays? Do you agree with that? Is that, is that fair or unfair? Do you think that what we're doing today, how we're doing church is based on the New Testament model? Yes or no? I'm curious about that as well. Jim at ChristianMoney.com. Thanks so much for joining us. And remember, if it's Sunday night, it's Jim Paris Live. So long, everybody. We'll see you next time. God bless.